Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today, we're going to be talking about mail-order brides. So, this means you could fill out some kind of form and get a bride through the mail, right? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, actually. We didn't reach out for sponsorship opportunities for this episode. Yeah, we should have. We should have, because, come on, this is ripe for exploitation, this topic. Yes, it yeah. most certainly and we, is. And we could be the vehicle, we could be the Uber for that exploitation. Yeah, but I think, uh, aren't there already apps for that, like uh, Tinder and all that, or are they not really looking for marriage? That's more getting inappropriately familiar with somebody you don't really know in your local area within a 15-mile radius. Mail-order brides is like people... You know, a little bit further away. Oh, so this has nothing to do with all of the alerts I keep getting on my phone that says there's all these single women within five minutes of me that want to meet me? No, that's the kidnapped children alert which comes through. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I gotta fix my phone. <laughs> what I really love about the whole concept of the mail order bride thing is that originally it was by mail. Okay, you had people who would read a classified in some personal section of a newspaper. Obviously, you were paying per word back then, right? So you had to be thrifty with your description of yourself. So people were reading this description. Woman, not got more than 20 kids. Pretty good shape. Look for man to marry. And that'd be it. And then there'd be like a P.O. box. Mm. And somebody would think, yeah, she sounds pretty good. Yeah. So whether you're going on your gut instinct or your level of desperation, that's what you were working with because there were no photos back in those days when I remember seeing those ads. All text. All text. And like I said, they had to be thrifty because you were paying like about 15 cents per word. And for some countries, depending where they were posting those classifieds from, I mean, that's like about three days wages to like post one ad. Sure. So you weren't eating for three days to be able to post that ad just in the hope that somebody would be, I don't know, wowed by your description. You know where they actually got that in newspapers? It actually came from telegrams, I think, because I remember reading something about telegrams from Western Union, say, and you would pay by the word. And so that's where almost that infancy of texting came about because people would break up the sentences and they wouldn't actually be grammatically correct so they could save money. It's like that deal in the office where I think it was Kevin who said, you know, why use more word when few word matter, you know, things yeah. like that. I did actually think the first time I heard of mail order brides, I think I was maybe like seven or eight because I kept seeing this stuff in the back of the newspaper in the classified section. And I honestly thought they sent the brides through the mail. Right. Right. Oh, but, that's what I thought. Right. But I was old enough at that point where relatives had sent me like gifts for birthday or Christmas and I realized the mail was unreliable. Sometimes it would come like a week late or sometimes not at all. And I thought, wow, that's really a bit of a crapshoot, isn't it? Because if you send like a wife or a potential wife through the mail and it may or may not arrive, you know, that's a bit of a disappointment if you're kind of like waiting on your doorstep for the mail to come and then it didn't come, doesn't come, and then it turns up and then you've just got to pay basically burial costs because she's been dead in the mail. So that's the way my mind was working at the time because we had a really crappy mail service in England probably online with like usps here so 
So would you say the postal service over in England is worse than the U.S. postal service here or about the same? Well, I think when I left, FedEx had come into play. I think a few other, actually other private services. So, you know, the government agencies, you know, normally have to up the game once the private sector gets involved, right? Because can you imagine how bad USPS would be if UPS and all these other ones, DHL, hadn't come into the game. True. You know, and it was the same thing in England because ours was called Royal Mail. The Royal Mail. Yeah, well, it's just like, you know, in, in America, if you put the word federal in front of it, it sounds kind of official and like you expect a certain degree of service, which we've learned means, yeah, it's probably going to be the worst service out of, you know, all the competition, especially the private competition. But it was the same thing in England. Anything where you have the word royal in front of it, it means it's going to be the least efficient among all of its competitors. So it's been maybe like 22, 23 years since I've used the Royal Mail in England, but it was terrible. I I wonder if that's why Federal Express kind of changed to FedEx. Yeah. So they took that federal word out of there. And it's a stupid word to use anyway. I mean, you have, you know, like the um, Federal Reserve got nothing to do with government. They just Mm -hmm. put the federal in front of it to make it sound efficient. Now everybody's learned if the government is involved, it's likely not to be that efficient. True. You know, it makes total sense. Yeah. So if if we were going to send our show notes where we've talked about, if we were going to send those over to India... Would you choose the Royal Mail or would you choose the United States Postal Service, assuming now that both of those entities actually deliver to India? I don't know. I might go the message in a bottle route. Ooh. I might have more chance of getting there. Yeah, but it's got to float all the way around Africa. And what is that? The Cape of Good Hope or the Cape Horn or something down there and then float all the way over to India. So you the, think the, we'd have the, a better the, chance? The cape, the cape of the good horny hope. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. you pulling out, sure. pulling out all the names you've heard from uh, like geography it, thirty years ago in school. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know actually. Uh, well, no, we love our own our Indian audience, so I'd actually pay the extra money and send it via FedEx. Ah, okay. So we're we're gonna go with FedEx on yeah. that one. If you had to sell yourself right in twenty or thirty words, imagine you're a lady, right? You didn't just, tell me this was going to be one I of know. those woke episodes right. where I've got to identify right. as a different gender. Right. No, you're now going to change gender for 60 seconds, which okay. I'm going to exploit okay. and maybe put you in a... If you can um, identify as a 16-year-old female at this point, I can get you in the local high school female boxing championship and you can win a trophy. Hmm. Yeah, but that would require me to have physical exhortation and have to actually move around. I, I don't like that yeah. idea. Yeah, plus you might get punched in the nuts. So yeah. That's not going to work. If you were a woman and you had to sell yourself, and I mean discriminate yourself, set your set yourself apart from all these other people, what in 20 or 30 words could you say without outright lying do you think you could say? If you're trying to attract a male with a hefty income, you've got 20 or 30 words and you can't say, I have big boobies and I'm up for anything. Because remember, this was like years and years ago where you weren't allowed to say those things. Probably, I always know what I want for dinner. I'm only going to put one outfit on and never change. 
and I'll never. All right, you're out of words. You're out of words. Oh, did I already run out of words? Useless. See, this was a this was a hidden stump the shepherd. Oh my goodness! No, you're getting a little bit crafty with this stump the shepherd stuff now. You would not get any replies to that. Probably not. No, you do have to remember we've talked before about you know online dating and how the whole catfishing thing, right? Right, and people getting to choose one out of 4,000 photos, which is a misrepresentation of their true self. Yep. This, you had to sell yourself in between 20 and 30 words because most of the classifieds actually used to place a limit on the number of words because they had to be able to fit a certain number of these ads in a specific section in the newspaper because it's not like digital print now. They actually had to plan ahead and so, you know, if like, oh, we're placing nine of these ads on Thursday, somebody had to sketch out on a piece of paper where this stuff was being printed. And so you could only have a limit of so many words, right? Gotcha. So here's mine, right? If I'm okay. selling myself. Gotcha. All right. And now you're, you're once I'm, again I'm, a woman? Yeah. Yeah. For like 30 seconds. Okay. So, um, uh, the time's rolling. Right. Here's your 30 seconds as okay. a woman. Now. I am woman. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. You, you've got too deep of a voice to be a woman, so this is by work. text. No, this is text to no speech to text. Right? Oh, yeah, okay. speech to text. Okay, right. I am woman. I am voluptuous. I am submissive. I am obedient. I can cook. I like naughty time. That's it. You can't tell me back in the old days. Maybe like not when it first originated, but like forty years ago you wouldn't be enthralled by that description. Well, I think you should have added... Oh, I, I not large. I not large. I yeah. not large. Yeah, because now you're getting close to that 30-word limit there. Yeah. Because I was that's... counting the words, and it was... I'd sign up for that. It, it was more than six words. Yeah, I'd sign up for that if yeah. I was desperate, I, maybe. When, I don't when know. You, when you said, though, I am woman, I yeah. just expected you to next say, hear me <laughs> roar, but yeah. you didn't say no, that. No, I didn't know. That probably would have turned some people off way back then. Well, it's about 15 years before the whole roaring thing, you know, before women suddenly decided, hold on a moment, yeah. what, do, what does roaring have to do with being a true woman? Yeah, but isn't that where Katy Perry sang that song was Roar. right after that? Yeah, but that was only about 10 years ago. Oh. Well, how long ago were these ads? But, but let's be honest, Katy Perry, I mean, it's all right being Ker Katy Perry... You know, and saying, oh, I'm going to roar. It's kind of, she didn't really need to roar to get attractors, does she? I don't think so. She doesn't need to, does she? Maybe she does now. Yeah. When's maybe the last time you heard anything out of her? Well, the um, demon that was inherent in uh, Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears left them and actually entered uh, Katy Perry, I think. Because remember, she cut all her hair off and went a bit bonkers for a while. Yeah. And, and then she kind of got back to normal. Yeah, and so that, that same demon must have jumped to somebody else that yeah. we're not keeping track of. Meghan Markle. Nah, I think that's a different demon. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's Legion. Yeah. Where do you think the whole kind of mail order thing came from? Laziness. No, it didn't really come from laziness. It came from necessity. Necessity to reproduce well, in the essence of man. Sure, you, you can say it that way, but look... It, necessity was the frontiers people you know traveling across right the... there you go that's it that's oh. where it came from the frontiers people oh you're kidding no because um 
they were out there and they were doing jobs which you know were dangerous no women were out there doing those jobs maybe there were some but I don't know. I didn't look into it that much. I'll be honest with you. You know, they're out there getting some good coin for the dangerous work they were doing, but you know, it's hard to find a woman. And so they would actually write letters to churches back in the East, um, put ads in newspapers and magazines saying, you know, kind of looking for a woman, I'm earning good money. I won't beat you. Please reply. And so these Things would be read out in churches, they'd be in the church bulletins, they'd be in the newspapers. And women, if they, you know, kind of liked it, the description you can get in 20 words, whatever, would actually send a photo of themselves, you know, to these guys on the frontier. Well, but let's back up. Let's let's imagine that you're one of these dudes out there on the frontier, right? Yeah. We've already talked about modern day how the Royal Mail and the US Postal Service doesn't really do that great of a job. You got to think they do a better job today than they did way back then. So can you imagine writing this letter to a church, handing it to some dude, I guess, in the Pony Express and saying, hey, deliver that letter. And now you're sitting around waiting for months on end and you see the Pony Express dude and you say, hey, did you deliver that letter? He's like, oh, man, dude, I forgot. Can you write another one? And the whole time, well, it used to be a re- it used to be a relay. They didn't have one pony like going fifteen hundred miles. It used to be a relay race, you know. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. No, I, I thought it was one horse <laughs> that I, just rode around. Just went like the whole time. Yeah. Just went like the full fifteen hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah, that's where racehorses what, were. What just invented. to and from? So just like a train, it just, you just have like Michael the horse who goes from wherever you know, to like all the way to New York and then back again like three times a day. Well, it's something like that. You well, know? I mean, no. They were, they were fast horses. No, I think there was a relay. But you say that. Remember that episode we did about um, where we don't agree with the whole concept of horsepower and a measurement for like cars and stuff because I have driven past fields of horses and some of them seem to spend most of their life like asleep. Right. You know, you've got to be annoyed if you get like a horse your pony express and he's just like slow as all get out or he's got dietary issues and needs to stop like every 30 minutes for a five minute poopy you know that your thing is not getting there so you know you've got you're working on the front line in the frontier right everybody else has got their mail order brides and you're still waiting because you got the wrong horse in the pony express right maybe they should have used elephants you know who has elephants? India. India. Yeah. Yeah. But they're different. Country. They're different elephants over there, though. What do you mean? From where? We've well, got African and Indian elephants. The yeah. difference is the size of the ears. Yeah, but what about the American elephants? What, you mean the ones in the zoos? Yeah. They could have delivered the mail. I don't think we had them then, actually. Oh. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, it is. Because think about but how much... But they're not that much... fast, though, are they? Well... Let's be honest. Yeah, but they, they're... They're reliable, slow. but yeah. slow. Yeah, they're they're more reliable. And not only that, they could carry so many more letters. So you'd need fewer elephants. See, if I was in charge of the Pony Express, I'd have been like, no, let's do elephant the elephant. Express. Yeah. The elephant Express. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It, you need fewer animals, right? You can take many more parcels along with you. Don't have to worry so much about the horses. And look, if you've ever ridden an elephant, I mean, I, I rode an elephant one time in the circus, you know, years well, ago you when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I went to the circus and you, you get went to do on the, an elephant. Yeah. You get to do the little elephant rides. 
you know, they're nice, gentle people or gentle creatures. People. They're not people. No, they're not people. They're gentle creatures. And you could just take a nap. I mean, that sounds like a job you and I could have had back in the day. Riding for the Elephant Express delivering mail. I don't want to spend like six weeks taking a letter from the frontier to New York and then having to go back again to deliver that same letter saying, yeah, nobody's interested, mate. Maybe birds, like storks. How birds. Storks, storks, storks used to look, deliver babies, well, right? Yeah, exactly. And, but and that, then they stopped delivering yeah. babies. So why didn't we just repurpose storks into delivering letters? Because of the unions. Storks started forming unions and they became too expensive to use. Oh, is that why you don't see that many storks anymore? Well, that's why they don't deliver babies anymore. They price themselves out of the market. Oh, it's okay. just easier to give have natural childbirth. Right. So it's their own fault. It, yeah. That's gotcha. why you don't get them anymore. In the frontier days, right, what ended up actually happening was they started running out of females. So this whole frontier thing, these men would uh, write these letters, get them sent, you know, by the horse or whatever, and hoping women would reply with a photo, which, you know, let's be honest, at least they can catfish you because it used to cost quite a bit of money to get a photo taken those days, right? So you only had one chance. It's like, okay, Ethel... There might be a chance somebody wants to marry you. Keep your mouth shut because you're missing nine teeth at the front there. Just put your hands by your side. Don't look over enthusiastic. Nobody likes a desperate looking woman, even in the 1800s. And we're going to take one photo of you and we're going to send it and just hope that, you know, you get a diamond the other end of this. And so it would get back. And what actually ended up happening is they ran out of women. And this is where the overseas thing came in. And so they'd actually start sending these letters overseas. And so you'd actually get international mail order brides. So they started running out of domestic American women who were probably like dying of boredom or something. And um, and we're still talking about the same time. Yeah, frame, frontier. Right? Yeah, yeah. They ran out. They ran out of women. Wow. It, so now the letters are going by boat. I mean, I would think. You talked about the storks and everything, but ducks would work well. No, this was this was was pre-union. I think they were still using storks, but I don't know how much kind of a distance storks get because they're kind of big, goofy birds. I don't think they get more than about thirty miles in a flight before they have to refuel. Right, which across the Atlantic is you know yeah, there's no way they can make it. But I mean, a duck or maybe a swan, you know, they're bigger. They could swim across. But let's assume for a minute that we're actually putting yeah. this mail on boats, right? Yeah. Because I know there were boats back then. <laughs> you know there were boats back in the 1800s. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there were boats in yeah. the 1700s. Yeah. And, so and all, there's got to be boats in the yeah. 1800s. And, and also 16,000 BC, but we won't go into that. No. So there was an imbalance, yeah, between the number of women available domestically and the number of men seeking them. And also... You know, men would actually turn down, surprisingly, some of these photos. So they'd wait six weeks for this photo to come back. So Ethelou actually did her best pose, maybe looked over enthusiastic or smiled. And you could see, like, you know, the light, you know, shining at the back of her throat through all her missing teeth. But do you think, like, Ethel, in, in your example, was maybe answering multiple ads? Oh, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was the same equivalent of, like, today's internet. I mean, it's like, cast a wide net, you're going to catch more fish. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like, in the bulletin, all these women were just, like, replying to everything. 
Sure. So can you imagine like you're sitting there with your buddy yeah. on the frontier? And you're both and, waiting for the same woman. Right. And, and, and the mail comes in. And so you open your mail and you're like, oh, check this chick out. You know, and your buddy's sitting on the other side of the fire and he's looking. He's like, oh, she's ugly. There wouldn't be anybody yeah. in their right mind that would ever want to be with this woman. And he goes and he throws it in the fire. And the guy sitting on the other side of the fire is like, yeah, that's the same picture. I yeah. I was about to write her back. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Well, I don't think this is official, but I actually think most of the deaths on the frontier were not caused by ineffectual, unsafe equipment. I think most of it were like fights to the death between yeah. men who were expecting to marry the same woman. They all like pulled out the photo and it's like, hold on, I'm marrying her. Right. I like, yeah. Yeah. And then you got the dude that's at the chuck wagon over there and he's cooking everybody beans for dinner. And he's like, yeah. well, man, I got that same picture yeah. too. I'm going to poison them. Yeah. <laughs> she mine. Yeah. yeah. See, we're taking care of the revisionist history yeah. and making sure everybody knows exactly what happened in history. Yeah. Now, I wonder how much catfishing actually went on in those days. Because, you know, if I wanted to, you know, if I was a woman back east. Now, you're talking about like... 1800s, not... somewhere in the 1800s. Well, no, but you're not talking about like fishing, like catching fish, right? No, I'm terrible at that. Well, me too. Yeah, but, I'm good but, at catfishing, though. Remember, we had that episode. I told you how I spent oh, about three, four years. Yeah, that's right. So, so pretending to be a lesbian online. So, yeah. yeah, so you got like Ethel, right? But yeah. maybe Ethel has a sister named Gertrude, and yeah. Gertrude's kind of pretty. So she has Gertrude take the pictures, but she puts her name on them. That would be the 1800s yeah, version exactly. of catfishing. So you sign up for it, and while you're waiting six weeks to get reply in a photo, and you get this photo back, and it's like, oh yeah, Gertrude, who is you know Ethel's sister, you get a photo of her, and you're like, oh yeah, I could I could have a bit of Gertrude. That would make me happy. Maybe I don't know. Right. And then you know you wait another six weeks. You send the reply back saying, yeah, Ethel, yeah, you look lovely, and all that, and you know get let back from Ethel saying, yeah, can't wait to meet you. And this goes on for about a year and a half, right? And then you arrange to marry. So he makes all his money, gets back. And then there's Ethel and he's looking at her thinking, well, you've gone downhill in the last 18 months. I'll be honest with you, love. Yeah, but you look a bit of a state if I'm not lying. Sure. But then she could use the excuse. Well, hey, that's what I look like 18 months ago. And you fell in love with my words. You fell in love with my heart, not the way I look. And then it, this guy's been out on the frontier for so long. He's like, you know what? Yep, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I, I'm ready. That's fine. Yeah. Looks like the same dress in the picture because I'm pretty sure everybody back then. Well, all they all wore, the wore that same stuff. Yeah, I think it was made out you of know, a potato sack. It's like white college girls now. I mean, they all wear the, pretty much the same thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same, you know, back there in the frontier days. They all wore wore those long dresses so yeah. you didn't see the uh, obscene ankle and that kind of stuff right I, I honestly don't know whether it would have been better to be a eunuch back in those days as a male rather than playing that lottery of you know trying to get a wife via I'm pretty the sure, pony express i'm pretty sure i'm gonna stop you right there and say i'd rather not be a eunuch no matter what time period i live in really yeah now, you can have all that you want, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to. Well, yeah, they didn't have Xbox back then, so, I mean, you couldn't have anything else to do. I mean, that's right. pretty much it. You just live to make some money and 
find a lady and procreate yeah procreate yeah. yeah i mean i'm thinking back to a uh, history of the world part one and you know all the eunuchs there i they look like they were miserable so yeah and uh, eunuch i'm going to take a firm stance against being a eunuch all right what would be your expectations back in those days of a woman well obviously uh can't be Worried about how she plays Xbox because the Xbox wouldn't exist back then. Right. Well, your so, your wife doesn't play Xbox anyway, does she? Uh, a little bit. Simple games. Yeah. Not not anything that requires <laughs> like, a- like access and Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would say my expectations would be a woman that would be able to take care of the house, not die during the shack. Not the house, mate. All right, fair you don't enough. have no the, house. Back the there. cottage. Can I use the word cottage or is no. that too English? Small home. Small home. Only so the sh- hobbits and the English live in cottages. Oh, okay. So shack. Okay, shack. So, love so, shack. The love shack. Yeah. So sweeping the dirt floor. That's got to be a must. I yeah. Mean, we got to have smooth dirt on our dirt floor. Yeah. I'm going to say she needs to be able to cook whatever I go out and shoot. So we're probably eating a lot of rabbits and ducks squirrels squirrels yeah some squirrels too uh, poor squirrels i wonder if you can eat a squirrel's tail pretty and, sure you can in asia yeah and so she'd have to be able to do that not die during childbirth and not die during the winter because i mean talk about having to replace a wife after every winter it's I mean, hard not to get women to die during the winter nowadays let alone back then yeah they get cold. Yeah, it gets like below 72 degrees and they're like, oh. And this is the most common used phrase worldwide by women I've heard because I've heard this in multiple languages when it starts getting cold in the winter. Oh, my feet are like blocks of ice. Ah, that is true. Don't they? So, they all say it. I've heard French women, German women, English women, American women all use that same phrase. My feet are like blocks of ice. No, actually, love, they're not. Not literally, are they? No. Let's be honest. They're but not literally like blocks of ice. Y- you jog my thoughts here because they should be good at building a fire. Women can't make fire. Yeah, they can. No, they can. It's biblical. Oh. It's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Oh. That, Women are crap at making fires. That one's somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah, they don't kind of normally do that one in church nowadays because oh. like, they don't want to offend like half the congregation. But no, it's true. Women can't build fires. Hmm. Have you ever seen a woman build a fire? But if a woman can't build a fire, how are they supposed to cook? Well, you've got to make the fire for them and then they cook upon the fire. Yeah, but if I'm out hunting and then I bring stuff home... Yeah, yeah, you've got to I... make the fire and you've got to skin it. So basically all she's doing, she's got the easiest job. She just sticks a stick up its ass and through the mouth, rotates it while you're getting washed up, cleaning all the blood off you, and then she serves it for you and you eat it. What a raw deal that is. Well, I know. Well, back then you had to put in most of the work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... You know, it's a good thing we have things like Uber Eats and Grubhub, right? Because yeah. I don't think I could handle that. Well, you have to remember the um, it was a mutually beneficial relationship in terms of needs and wants. Okay, so you know, for the woman, you'd want her to be able to cook, clean, pop out some babies, and like you said, not die in the childbirth part, and still maintain that cooking and cleaning you know, during that period of like not quite giving birth and then giving birth, you needed to bounce back within the first day 
Because let's be honest, you don't want to be making your own sandwiches. Yeah. No. Because otherwise you may as well just have two wives. And the, you know, demands on the men was just be like, you know, get so, us enough money so we don't starve to death and don't die of the black lung. I think that was it. Those right. were the only two kind of... Yeah, no, that makes sense. And yeah. that's why life was so much simpler back then. Yeah. So going a little bit off topic, which I know we don't normally do, but no, Adam and Eve, okay. Do you think Adam was happy because it was the only woman he'd ever seen? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if that's all you know. Well, God created her, so she must have been pretty hot. Well, sure. I mean, I don't think God would have let done... him down. He wouldn't yeah. have let him down, you know. Yeah, that that wouldn't have been nice. He wouldn't have given him like a, I don't know, Rosie O'Donnell right, but type it, figure. But, you know, we we all know God has a sense of humor. I mean, yeah. look at the duck-billed platypus, right? Yeah. But I don't think at this stage of the game, God is sitting there saying, hey, let me pull a funny one on yeah. poor Adam and give him an ugly wife. No, nah, he wouldn't do that. Well, you think about it. You talk about the desensitization, okay, of like, the unrealistic, I guess, expectations upon women. So they used to claim like 20 or 30 years ago and that kind of died off. That, you know, men, because they see so many images of pretty girls in movies, on TV, in magazines, that, you know, their expectation for a woman that now for us to find them attractive, it has to be, you know, checking a lot more boxes than it did maybe 50 years ago. Oh, it, not even but, fifty. But, no, but, but Adam didn't have that. Adam didn't have this. Like, yeah, this is not up to my standard. I mean, you know, how about three ribs? What can you do for three ribs? Yeah. You know? Well, Adam didn't have any standards because he didn't even know the difference. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it, that's that's one of those beautiful yeah. things if you stop and think about it to be in his shoes and not have to worry about those standards because there were no standards. Right. Like you talk about with the. Uh, the way things are right now, where you have people that can, you know, Photoshop their pictures and do all that, and you have this idea of what that beautiful person, and I use person here because it goes for men the same way. I mean, there's plenty of men out there that are doing this, uh, and I use the term men loosely for the ones that actually do that. But everybody can get confused and get led down the wrong trail, so to speak. I mean, one thing you know, going from all that, when Eve got kind of duped by the serpent, right, about eating from the fruit of the tree of life. Which, by the way, let me go on the record to say I am against anybody having snakes as pets. Right. Just based off that story in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been fond of them since, to be honest with you. So, do you think the moment that happened, she had this old crap moment, and she started planning immediately on kind of misleading Adam into getting to make the same mistake she had. And, you know, it wasn't just a conversational thing. She actually used her dark arts, if you know what I mean, to try and convince him to kind of, uh, you know, eat the fruit. Well, remember, you know, the Bible was written by a bunch of guys, right? So they probably left that part out where Eve basically told Adam, hey, this is all your fault. And Adam's sitting there like, well, wait, what did I you do? You think she guilted him into eating it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, so she wouldn't try to like, hey, if you eat this, I'll kiss your cheek or something. Well, there could have been some of that too. You know, because it must have been easy back then to be but, like really. But you also know that once all that happened, there was probably an aside conversation when they were cast out of the Garden of Eden that Eve said, by the way, you know, this is all your fault, Adam. 
and Adam's sitting there scratching his head like, you know, one day I wake up and, yeah. you know, here I am, the only dude here. God's nice, gives me a wife. Next thing you know, I'm kicked out of my home where everything was good. But how is this my fault? And then he just says, okay, well, I guess it's my fault because it's easier to just accept the blame and move on than have that constant argument. Do you think it was the first example of bait and switch? I mean, she started off naked and then she start, then she ended up wearing clothes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But also, I mean, I know in the Bible it doesn't actually say that the fruit of the tree of life was an apple, but I got to thinking and I thought, well, it can't be an orange because the serpent isn't peeling an orange, is he? No. He's not going to be convincing if he's trying to sell the orange to Eve. Eve's going to be like, hold on, mate, you don't have any arms. How do you know what this tastes like? Yeah, it had to be something like an apple right. or a pear, like yeah. a grape. Something you bite straight into. So she's like, really? Does it taste that good? And the serpent's like, oh, yeah, I eat this like six times a day. It's fantastic. Yeah, not convincing with an orange or a coconut. Right. Right, yeah. So, um, is the coconut a fruit? I don't know. Pretty sure. I it's... doubt any of our listeners know either. So, no mm. matter, does it? No, coconut is. Yeah, it's a fruit. Well, it's not a vegetable, is it? It's not a meat, so it's got to be a fruit. Those are the only three food types, other than grain and stuff. No, yeah, it's vegetables. Because you it? got what do you got? The fruit and vegetable group. You got the <laughs> you got bread group. Fruit, vegetable, them. meat. No, grains, grains. Bread grains. is a grain thing. Yeah. Okay. Made out of vegetables, I think. Oh, dairy. It's coconut milk. It's a dairy group because you buy coconut milk all the time. So a coconut has to oh, be in the dairy point, Yeah, group. it's in the same refrigerated section. So yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, coconuts are in coconut the dairy is group. Dairy. All right. Yeah. Coconut is dairy. I'm glad we sorted that out. So did you know that there is actually male, male order husbands? Okay. So when you say male, male, obviously you're saying M-A-L-E. Yeah. I don't have Tourette, so I mean male, one. M-A-L-E, and, and then, then M-A-I-L, M-A-I-L. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's actually men as well who women can get, um, oh. and actually used to get, because obviously now on the internet, it's, you know, kind of equal, but yeah, back then, you women could actually write and say, hey, you know, everybody's gone to war and died and stuff, and my womb is going to be barren in another six years, so, you know, I need a man. I think stuff. we can go on the record. We're equal opportunity, so no, I'm we're not. glad. Oh, I thought we were. <laughs> That's the biggest lie you've told in like 64 podcasts. No, we're not. Oh, I thought we were. No, we're not. I thought that was on our mission statement. Don't we have a mission statement somewhere? Uh, yeah, it's blank. Oh, I was supposed to do that, wasn't I? No. That were was one sp- of the things. No. Oh, okay. No. No. All right. No. Sorry. So, scratch what, that. What, so an ad is a man, right? Right. Man. Likes food, likes sex, please don't complain too much. That's it. That's all I'm sending out, I'll be honest with you. You know, that's one I'm just of those... hoping somebody is truthfully gonna reply. Yeah, but honestly, that's one of those things kinda like a Beethoven symphony, right? It just stands the test of time. So that yeah. ad would work today just yeah. like it would have worked two hundred years Adam, ago. Adam Adam could have actually used that one. Yeah. If like God said, All right, Adam what you after, mate? And Adam could have said, like food, like sex, please don't complain too much. That would have worked then. Yeah, but he we knew he liked food. Do we? He didn't want any complaining, but he didn't know what sex was. Well, um, mm, I punched a hole in your logic there. You weren't expecting that. I don't know. Curveball from the shepherd. Yeah, I don't know. So... I suppose if we're going to make any progression in this, we have to move onward from 
Adam and Eve and the frontier times, right? So if we jump forward to the 1990s, which I know is a huge period, but... Well, wait, we get, we're skipping the 80s? There's so much stuff that happened in the 80s. There's really not. I oh. looked it up. But Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, but... And she... Aladdin. No, we've gone over this. Aladdin was a Disney movie, all yes. right? The story of Aladdin is back centuries before. The whole flying carpet stuff did not take part in the 1990s. In Iran, or in, well, Persia, it used to be called Persia, right? So in Persia, there were not flying carpets in 1990. This I'd... took part a long time before then. No, I don't believe you. Disney was not a documentary. Disney Aladdin was not a documentary. I don't believe you. Well, I've looked it up. So I didn't want to cover 150 years without any, you know, kind of, I, I guess, not mentioning any changes, okay? Because literally before the internet, the mail order bride stuff was exactly the same in terms of classified right up until the internet. So still no pictures? No, well... Have you seen any, um, like, well, you remember, like, old newspapers, the quality of the pictures. Right. You know, unless you had one of the expensive cameras back then, you know, any picture you did, a headshot, I mean, can you remember, like, the yearbooks? I mean, yeah. you know, you had to sit still there for, like, goodness knows how long for them to take a half-decent photo of you. If you've got somebody who's trying to find a partner through a newspaper, I don't think they're paying top dollar to get the best photo representation. Remember... All those newspaper ones, if you look closely, you could actually see those kind of dots, those pixels making yeah. up the photo, right? I, I think there's yeah. a name for that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it really didn't change right up pretty much to the mid-90s. It stayed the same for 150 years. Wow. That, that is crazy to honestly think about that that didn't change. How so many things change very quickly that that kind of stayed, you know static yeah but one thing which did change is american men became sick of american women mm. i think maybe so where they... do you think so where do you think they looked not england because no english women are even worse no but we were sick of say english that, but... people back in the frontier day that's why we fought the war yeah exactly they didn't ask for english women no i'm gonna guess eastern europe now, I'm English, so I, I will say this and admit it. English women come out of the womb moaning about stuff, not like crying. I mean, well, actually, yeah, there's a joke about that. I can't remember what comedian said it, is that English female babies come out of the womb. They cry not because they're gasping for breath. It's because they're whining about something, that the food was insufficient in the womb. And Well, know. because it was English food. Yeah, well. They were, know, the mother was probably eating a bunch of that curry stuff you try to get me to eat all the time. Mm. I don't think that's it, mate. Mm. So American men, mid-90s, actually actually late 80s to the mid-90s before the internet came into play, they started answering these ads from these agencies which suddenly popped up out of nowhere. And they were trying to get brides from Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, you know, all the other uh, Eastern European countries, Ooh. the ex-Soviet bloc oh, and all wait, this what, stuff. What did you just say? Eastern Europe? I guess that one right. Yeah. Give me some credit. I guessed it right. Yeah, but you think Eastern Europe is anywhere east of France. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, so it's not like got... Germany. Nobody wants to get a mail order bride from Germany. Why not? Have you seen German women? 
Uh, just the one from Austin Powers. Who's that? Oh, that Frau, whatever her name was. Oh, yeah. And, and did she check all the boxes? Uh, she did for Dr. Evil. Remember, that's where the kid came from. That's true, yeah. I mean, to each its own, right? I mean, we're all entitled to our preferences. Yeah, I I would not sign up for... Well, actually, now I say that on Instagram, I've seen some pretty German women, but I've also seen a dog riding a bicycle, so I'm not really going to... Ooh, what kind of dog? I think it was a basset hound, which surprised me, because they got short legs. Yeah. But his little ears were flapping, he's riding in the wind, and he seemed so happy. Well, I'm sure he was. Yeah. I don't want to ride a bicycle. <laughs> I haven't done that for a long time. I'd, I'd rather the dogs ride the bicycles. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to wear spandex and hold up traffic. Why do you have to wear spandex to ride a bicycle? I thought that was required now. You well, have to put on the goofy little helmet and the now, little actually. spandex yeah. outfit, yeah. and then you have to hold up traffic. I saw actually um, two people riding bicycles the other day, and they were wearing masks while they were cycling. And they were about, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 yards apart. So they're outside in the sun riding masks. Well, they're embarrassed that they're on bicycles. So they're trying to hide one of them was One of them was actually wearing cycling shorts. That's spandex as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, that's bad. Yeah. So women quickly, after the fall of the Soviet Union and in the Eastern Bloc, thought, well, you know what? We don't have to live here, work in the salt mines, you know, in the mills and, you know, work for $1 a day or whatever and decided that, you know, okay, there might be a better life in the Western world. And so all these agencies popped up, which tended to be either American or English-based, and they would act as a go-between between these, you know, women in the, um, you know, East and the Western world and actually set up and, you know, they would handle all the communication. So they'd have a central P.O. box, and so they would pay for expedited mail so it wasn't like you sending a letter to some woman in the Ukraine, you know, that that get all their stuff and they'd send all these letters. But again, it was the same thing that like, you know, one woman would probably receive like, you know, 50 letters and one man would probably apply to marry 40 women. So that is that whole kind of like throw in the net wide thing. Sure, but, but you, you had agencies. That was the first introduction of agencies then in the 90s, which gotta, actually handled it. You got to like the entrepreneurial spirit, though, of those agencies. that They figured out a way to make money. I mean, we sit here every time on the podcast trying to figure out a lazy way to make money. Those dudes back then, they had it figured out. All we got to do is run down to the post office, get us a P.O. box, and we'll collect all these letters, and we're going to take a fee for this. So, got to appreciate their spirit there, that entrepreneurial spirit. They did good. It's difficult now to actually find in Russia women who are suitable for Western men because women in Russia write for about, I think, the last 10, 15 years of demographics. 40% of them are in higher management positions. Okay. Managing what? Like oh, I don't know. Vodka factories? I don't know. But I mean, um, isn't that all Russia does is make like weapons and vodka? Well, yeah, most of the country, yeah. Okay. But anyway, they're still in senior management positions, which means they're kind of like overseeing other people, okay? 
So they're either angry because they're in the military portion, they're making weapons of war, or they're drunk because they're making vodka. Well, one of those, yeah. But for, but they earn still typically only 40% of what men do for the same job, okay? Okay. So when you're trying to apply for one of these brides, like you said, they're already really, really angry because they're earning less than men. And also, they're in these senior management positions, so they're bossing people around. So, I mean, it, this is a recipe for disaster because I think a lot of the reason now that, you know, Western men and maybe, you know, like North American men, you know, look to the East is because they want a little bit of a break from this stereotypical American woman. It's just like that Lenny Kravitz song, American woman, you know, and all he starts bitching about American women. They want a break, but these Russian women sound even worse. Yeah, I know that makes sense, especially the one industry that I kind of left off, and I want to apologize if we have any Russian listeners. We don't. We looked at the stats earlier. There's nobody from Russia who listens to us. Uh, but maybe they will, you know, search on Google and find this one. Uh, that doll stacking thing. That's the other thing that Russia does. They you mean make that, those dolls What's the name of those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing, and I think they're produced in China now. Are they? Because, yeah, they do them cheaper. Oh, of course. Yeah. But, so. but you're also talking about back then, so maybe they're still making those stacking dolls and everything. Maybe those were the target women, you know, the ones that were the in women charge. women do that. Yeah, well, the women that were in charge of the doll stacking companies. That, that's the one I would try to hunt out, outside of vodka and nuclear missiles. I mean, if you had to pick one, it's like, okay, look, Wolf, you got a choice. You got three industries you're going to pick from. Nuclear weapons manager, vodka manager, and yeah, you can't get any free vodka, and you can't get any free nuclear weapons, or doll stacking person. You'd pick the doll stacking person. Well, I don't know. I'm not allowed to have any contact with anybody outside of the United States who's involved in uh, doll weapons. stacking. No weapons, so I'm oh. going to have to go with vodka. Oh. But you can't get any free vodka, and she can't make you vodka. Oh, she'll know how to make vodka. Why is she in a senior management position if she doesn't know how to make vodka? Because she's sitting there behind a desk all day dealing with all kinds of HR crap about people complaining <sighs> about being sexually harassed or misgendering them. This is worse than marrying somebody from New York. So I've actually been learning quite a lot recently about mail-order brides, which obviously now is over the internet. I've been watching a show with my girlfriend called um, 90 Day Fiance, where, you know, people are going through these agencies online and trying to find, you know, a husband or a wife overseas and they apply for a visa. They bring the person to the country and they have 90 days to get married. Right. So. You know, obviously, there's different criteria. If I'm a man and I'm getting a woman from overseas, you know, I'm trying to maybe get somebody who I wouldn't normally be able to get in the United States, which is somebody who's like, you know, 25, who thinks Red Lobster is like the treat of a lifetime and, you know, finds me wearing the same pair of underwear for three days in a row a turn on. On the women's side of it, it's pretty much the same thing. You've got, you know, women who narrowly were disqualified from my 400 pound life on the TLC channel who are trying to get somebody from Africa who's like 22 
who doesn't really have a job, but, you know, she's getting, I don't know, welfare or something. And so she's using that money to get a husband. And that, that seems to me pretty much the premise of the show. But one thing I have realized is that the women from Russia on that show, within about five minutes, I'd be like, absolutely no way. They start whining the moment they get off the plane. And I, I renamed that show 90 Second Fiancé because that's how long it would take me to decide, no, I don't want this anymore. So the whole premise, though, of the show is basically the mail-order brides, but they yeah. just brought it into the 21st century. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that sounds... But it was stereotypical. Like, pretty much every woman, you know, every woman who would want to get somebody from overseas, but all of these women on here pretty much shows men from Africa and all the men shows women from poverty-stricken ex-Soviet bloc countries thinking, yeah, if I take her out and, you know, buy her some fries from McDonald's, she's going to think I'm like the richest man in the world type thing. But they come over and it, they start whining immediately. Well, now, are they are they choosing them, like, looking at pictures or something like that, yeah. and then they get to meet them? Or are yeah, they no, choosing them because they're getting off the plane and they, like, say yes, no, yeah. yes, no? Well, it's, no, I mean, it's, no, they don't, they don't send, like, 30 people over. They walk off the plane and they're pointing at them. It's not like the first episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette oh. where you get rid of, like, eight of them on the first episode. Okay. No, I mean, it's not like getting off the plane. It's like... Return ticket, go back right now. So there's a little bit of pre-selection. Yeah, no, involved. you no, they're not getting on the plane unless they've been selected. Oh, okay. See, I didn't yeah. know that. I've never watched this. But again, show, it's is so. is so much obvious catfishing goes on because every single story on this show, it's about where, oh, well, you didn't explain you'd been married four times before and had nine children, or you know, you didn't explain that you had type I type a diabetes and i'm gonna have to spend you know 96 dollars a week on mars bars from costco to just keep your blood sugar levels normal you know i mean there's a lot of catfishing goes on which makes for the entertainment part of it yeah i mean it, it's the same thing it's just they're just responding to ads through these agency websites and saying yeah i like the look of her do you think she might the, be happy with me do you think the women or the men for that matter that are the we'll call them contestants on the show I I don't know if that's the right pretty word pretty much or not. is to be okay. honest Okay all right so we'll call them contestants so do you think they get paid to actually be on the show and Oh go you know this? they do you know they do yeah. they have to be there's nothing real anymore I think originally when you had the first big brother type thing you know the what was it called was it big brother on MTV the first kind of um Oh, when they no. all went in the house thing. What no, was that that called? was the real world. Real world, yeah, real world. I think the original kind of shows like that first out, yeah, they chose people who had distinct and, uh, you know, opposite personalities from other people so you'd get the maximum amount of confliction in the household. But I don't believe any reality show nowadays. I think it's all contrived. Oh, I don't think there's anything genuine anymore. They're paid to come on here. And it's the same thing you read about, you know, shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, which, you know, is very popular among, you know, our female population here, that everybody on there has some story behind how they got on the show. It's really not people genuinely applying to the show and getting selected randomly. Right. They get people who are going to have 
you know, a lot of these people, you do the research, they already had like, you know, 30,000 followers on Instagram and all this stuff. And it's people being genuinely, deliberately antagonistic to make for entertainment purposes. I mean, I don't believe there are any genuine, outside of um, Animal Planet, any real, you know, reality shows anymore. My dad loves Dr. Pole. Oh, so does my son. Yeah. Yeah, the Animal Doctor dude. I've never watched it, but my dad loves Dr. Paul. Yeah. The only other one that he likes that is kind of spun a little bit more reality, because you can see some things are staged, but it's still real, Yeah, is the Irwin family. You know, the Australians. Oh, you know, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve yeah. Irwin died yeah. from the Stingray years ago, but yeah. my dad still loves watching, can't remember the wife's name, but, you know, his kids. Yeah, his son and his daughter both kind yeah. of following his footsteps. And, and, yeah. and it's like, I've I've watched a little bit of that with him, and I've said, okay, I know some of this is scripted, but at the same time, it's still real, right? You, you know, yeah, that they're gonna go ahead and they're gonna catch this shark and they're gonna do this, you know, test on this shark or whatever, and she's asking some scripted questions and you, to the shark, yes. And the shark answers. I mean, it's a great show. Yeah. It, I've never seen a talking shark until I saw this show. But you can tell it's still real. You know, they're legitimate people. Like Steve Irwin used to go out and he would do stuff. He'd be like, oh, my, you know, there's a lizard there. And that's is that fantastic. your Australian accent? Yes, it is. It sounds just like an Australian. Oh, there's a lizard. And he'd go get the lizard and he'd catch it. And he'd be like, oh, if he bites me, I'm going to die. But let me just poke him in the eye and see what happens. Yeah. I didn't understand a word of that. Well, that's because it was in Australian. Australian. Is that authentic Australian? Yes. Right. I I learned that when I was over there years ago. Right. I think part of the problem, kind of circling back with the whole Russian bride thing is because of the culture in Russia and the influence of the church still there, that 30 years old, if you're a female in Russia, is considered over the hill and pretty much unmarriable. Un you're like an old maid. You know, you're put out to pasture at that point at 30. Whereas like, you know, in the United States at the moment, it's like that's when a woman's kind of like dependent, you know, trying to decide a career. She's going to be a strong, independent woman. She don't need no man. Then three or four years later, she decides she does need a man and wants to settle down and stuff. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is the Russians have it right. Well, yeah. Like if you're 30, you're over the hill, right? And, so. and the big problem in Russia is the life expectancy, I think, mainly due to the vodka and the nuclear uh, missiles and the... Uh, stackable dolls. Stackable dolls, yeah, that. And, you know, I think the radiation from the nuclear weapons factories is the average life expectancy for men is 64 as of 2019 in Russia. That's pretty bad, isn't it? That is very bad. But for I women, mean, it's 73. So do they have Social Security in Russia? I don't know. Because they wouldn't even get Social Security checks. Well, AARP's missing out on some money as well if they're over there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But for women, it's 73. So they can expect to, you know, pretty much outlive men by 10 years. So if they're over the hill by 30 and... You know, they're going to outlive the men by 10 years anyway. They figure, well, let me go for a Western man. 
you know, because they think that, oh, yeah, women are still finding themselves by, you know, like early 30s. They've gone through one bad divorce and all this stuff by making stupid decisions, but they're still marriable. And so Russian women think, oh, I'm still at the prime of my life and all this. And sure, but yeah. something has bizarrely happened within the last, like, say, five or 10 years. I remember looking at a deal with the women from the Golden Girls, right? And I remember seeing that show when I was younger. Oh, I have an inappropriate question about this. Go on. But if you remember the women from the Golden Girls, you mm. always say, okay, well, they were kind of older ladies. But that show in their age in that show was the same age as women like Jennifer Lopez and some other like high up there kind of celebrities that are still very, very beautiful. And it's it's completely different now. Like that, a, a woman can be in her fifties, sixties. Uh, who was it? Uh, who's the the British chick that uh, you narrowed was, it down too much? For yeah, that it, mm-hmm. no, the British chick. She was in Pearl Harbor. Dark hair. Oh man, I can't think of right. her name. British woman with dark hair was in Pearl Harbor. You talking about um? You're not talking about the daughter of um Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith. Are you? No, no, she's not that old. She's she's much younger than that. I I can picture her right now, but it you find out she's like you know in her mid fifties, and that's what when I was growing up, a woman in her thirties looked like. Right. So we've kind of fast forwarded well, yeah. this time now because it was almost like okay, woman hits fifty, she cuts all her hair off, she dyes it some funny color, she starts wearing pantsuits. Yeah. And that's what it was. Nowadays, they're out there in thong bikinis and dancing around like they're 20 years old. Well, this is the whole... It's extremely confusing. Yeah. There's a theory out there, which actually I came up with. Hang on. Hang on. Go on. Kate Beckinsale. There's the name. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She must be like about 92 by now, but she still looks really good. But no, there's this theory out there called the centralization theory, which actually I came up with. Um, and this was actually for um, something I did in college, and it was about how girls through the media sexualization and also the access to clothes where fashion moguls kind of like try and, you know, attract these kids into wearing more adult-type clothes that, you know, they're trying to make 12- and 13-year-olds look like 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds. But also, on the other end of the spectrum, they're selling clothes to try and make 55-year-olds look like 30-year-olds. And so they're trying to push this central pool of identification whereby, yeah, if you're like 12, you can look like you're 18. If you're 50, you can look like you're 30. And and it's all about this attractiveness. And then on the other hand, they want to kind of push this kind of like girl power thing of, oh, women shouldn't be, you know, recognized, judged based upon the appearance. But hold on, you make your entire money, whether it be like Vogue, Elle, all these magazines and all these fashion houses purposely on sexualizing underage kids and women who should know better of trying to show their ass at age 55 and then complaining about the fact that women are sexualized and not judged by their character other than their appearance. And so I came up with this theory, which was a centralization theory, that it was aimed at men not discriminating by women based upon age. 
and so that you know this this whole thing i don't think the ageist movement came in until about 10 years ago you know and then it was quickly followed by the you know big is beautiful movement and so it's now kind of very you know faux pas to judge a woman by her size and her age and that she's capable of anything and you know what this whole people who are trying to push this movement are the people responsible for it in the first place and like i know that's a bit of an aside but men had nothing to do with this men were never the people who pushed the sexualization of young girls who tried to push 50 year old women trying to look younger we weren't the people who pushed this stuff you know we didn't create this artificial unbalanced environment where women were constantly having to spend $80 a month on line fillers for the under-eye makeup before they go to bed at night. They weren't pushing thongs for 12-year-old girls. You know, this is, this is an environment created by women in this industry and then blamed men for it. So that's my so, rant over on that. Yeah, and I don't want to dwell too much on this, but i got to add a little bit of color to that. The opposite side of the spectrum with men, there is nothing more embarrassing than trying to look at a guy that's in his, let's say, 40s. I'm wearing skinny that, jeans? That, that is, exactly. Oh, wearing geez. skinny yeah. jeans, wearing, wearing the little bedazzled jeans, wearing oh, shirts goodness. that don't fit him. All of that stuff, It at least women can get away with it because it's like, okay, we, you know, women take more pride in their appearance than men do. But the man that actually tries to really take too much pride in their appearance and try to appear so much younger, it reminds me of that Steve Buscemi thing where he's got the skateboard on his back and he's like, how are we doing, fellow kids? It's so embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing to men, and men just don't realize how embarrassing it really is. Yeah, I want to take this point to say I know in a lot of our podcasts we joke about women, and some of it can come across as sexist, but... Do we? Apparently, according to some of our emails. Oh. Um, But, you know, I mean, I love women. Women are fantastic. But I do think that a lot of the problems women face in society are created by women whether it be jealous women women who just want to make money and exploit women and then you know dislocate place the blame elsewhere get the focus pointing towards people who are not really you know the apex apex of the issue or of the problem and i think you know that's a big that's a big thing you know we talk about and we joke about women moaning women whining about things but you know to be honest i mean if i think about all the things my girlfriend whines at me about which is a lot which is a lot she's probably right 90 percent of the time let's go with 98 no i'm gonna go with 90 because she's probably listening to this and you know i mean i agree with it but you know the thing is the expectations placed upon what women want and what men want you know, haven't really changed. Women still want, regardless of how independent they are, you know, and how long they go through this struggle of I don't need no man. At the end of the day, we're wired to want companionship. And this was what this whole podcast was about, this male order brides, that people would go to these lengths to try and find a companion, whether it be on the male initiation part of sending these letters, you know, to try and find a female or female trying to 
you know, respond to these letters. Basically, we want companionship. And it doesn't matter what men like about women, what women like about men, and what we dislike about each other. We want companionship. And mostly, we want companionship with the opposite sex. And yeah, there's things we don't like. And I think that's because as we grow up, mostly in the early years of our life, our friendships are same-sex friendships and we get used to liking things and people agreeing with the things we like and then all of a sudden we're kind of thrown into forming a relationship with somebody who's a tiny bit opposite of us on certain things. You know, that's not in our formative years, that's already when we're developed and that's where it's like, oh, women don't like this about men, men don't like this about women. But at the end of the day, this whole thing, male order brides, it doesn't matter how many thousands of years you go back, a man wants to find a woman, a woman wants to find a man. And, you know, again, going the progressive route, I don't care if a man wants to find a man, a woman wants to find a woman, that really doesn't matter to me. Right. You know, people want to find a companion. And that's this whole male order bride thing. I mean, it was it must have been a difficult thing. I mean, you don't want to wait six letter six weeks for kind of, hey, did you like my photo? Right. And imagine the reply and it comes back and he gets to answer the question. You know what it's like when you're expecting the text and it doesn't answer the question to your text. So you have oh, to kind of resend it. Absolutely. Imagine like, that by Pony Express. Yeah, my daughter gets mad if I don't click the like button on Instagram when she posts a picture and I haven't hit the like button on that within 15 minutes. You know, one of the things about mail order brides is you have to be really careful about nowadays where you get them from. Okay, because like if you get, um, I don't know, maybe like a Russian brides or like ex-Soviet bloc, they don't expect you to sponsor their entire family to come over. Right. So say you got, I don't know, a bride from the Ukraine. You know, you're not thinking, all right, well, you know, her mother, her grandmother, all her, you know, cousins and all this are also going to look to be sponsored and you know, all 15 of them are going to live in your three-bedroom house. But a lot of the Asian countries, okay, like Philippines and stuff, Southeast Asian countries, their culture is that if a man marries a woman, that the man has to be willing to take in that woman's immediate relatives, like mother, grandmother, and everybody else to take care of them. So they all come and live with them. Okay, so I'm out on that one. Not signing up for that. Yeah. No. I'm not signing up for no, that, right? Not doing so, that. So, I mean, I mean, especially if it's like Filipino bride. So, it's like, well, A, 99% of the time there's small boobies and I'm going to have to look after a mother and a grandmother for the rest of the life. Which, if they're sleeping in the living room with the irritable bowel syndrome, definitely not signing up for that one. No. No, I, I mean, I was out on having to inherit all that other family. I mean, it's bad enough when you haven't even met the person you're supposed to be with, right? Right. And then now all of a sudden you have this entourage coming behind them of all these other people yeah. you haven't met? No. Well, imagine that. No. Like, you know, you, you've got your Filipino bride over, right? You're there in your bedroom. Do they eat curry in the Philippines? No. They they eat pho, that P-H-O word. I thought that was Thailand. Well, they might do it there as well. It's pretty much the same place. Uh, I think so. It's called different names, but it's the same place, I can guarantee. It's just a... Thailand just make better plastic toys for kids. No, I agree with that. Right? Is it Thailand or Taiwan? No, they make good toys as well, but Chinese aren't recognizing Taiwan at this point in time, remember? Them in Hong Kong, they've got a bit of an issue with... Now, which one of them makes the toys for the McDonald's Happy Meals? Uh, Taiwan. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm good all toys, for that. Good toys. Yeah. Non-poisonous paints and chemicals. Right. Not like the old days were. Remember the Smurfs? Those first mm. toys which came out, they used to be painted with lead paint. And so kids would lick, and there was, a, I think, a lawsuit, right? I don't know who produced the toys, but they would lick the Smurfs' hats, and the paint would come off, but it was made with lead paint, and there was a whole bunch of like issues with... This sounds like a problem for inner-city Detroit. What, because of their Smurf fixation, or... Yeah. Why Detroit? Do they have a uh, Smurf fetish? Well, they're very close to Canada, so they're oh, almost Canadians. That explains everything. Yeah. So... Believe it or not, not every Eastern country... I don't believe you. ...is actually happy about losing their females abroad. Because at some point you'd think one of these countries would be like, you know what, we're losing a lot of our really good females overseas. Well, um, in 2005, yep. okay, president of Belarus, got no freaking clue where that is. I've heard of it, and I know it's somewhere over close to Russia. He attempted to regulate marriage agencies which had set up in the country of Belarus, and he didn't want Western men drawing his country of their childbearing women. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you got to replenish your population, right. right? So he was trying to do the right thing. To me, I read that, and I just kind of like thought of the movie Borat. You know, right? Yeah, no, it's very uh, similar. Yeah. It, no, that yeah. makes total sense. So yeah. uh, good for him. Uh, I'm yeah. glad he tried to take care of yeah. that. So I mean, we get like, okay, we're talking today. You go online, you want to file a mail order bride, right? Or okay. now an internet order bride. Who do you think is like really dominating the space? I'm gonna have to go with an Asian country. Yeah, I mean, uh, like China. China is it China? exactly China. Yeah, is it? China dominates okay, space. Okay, yeah. we got a problem. Yeah. We got a problem right now because this podcast dominating everything. Aren't they? Well, but this podcast that we've done every time you've asked me a question, I think I've got it right, and you haven't tried to stump me yet. So it, um, I'm just so frustrated that this is the most predictable podcast we've ever had in terms of answers. There's no way I could have stumped the shepherd on any of oh, the questions of this. Okay, well, thanks for just destroying my self confidence. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Now, I'm not exactly sure it's the case with Chinese people who don't actually live in China, right? Because I've got, I've actually got some friends, you know, who have, you know, they're second or third generation Chinese people, love them, they're fun and everything. But I think... So you're talking about people of Chinese descent, like they grew up in China, but have then migrated to another country? No, not really. No, I'm talking about people I know who are Chinese and, you know, maybe their parents or their grandparents were originally from China. Isn't that what I just said? I don't know. I no. wasn't paying that close attention. Well, I know you don't. All right. So, no, Chinese people, right? So the ones who have lived here for a while or the ones who you know, maybe their parents or grandparents moved over and also the ones I knew in Europe. I mean, they're fun, smart, intelligent people, independent personalities. But I do think, you know, how China is, if you're getting a bride directly from China at the moment, that you're pretty much doing the equivalent of ordering a McDonald's drive through meal. You know, it's the same thing. It's like got regulated haircuts. They're all indoctrinated with the same education from like infant years and so you're not really getting much deviation right it's not like you're getting a girl from wisconsin and you could end up with a brunette a ginger with no soul 
Um, but if you got a girl from Wisconsin, she would be able to make cheese. Yeah. There's not much cheese in Chinese food. There really isn't, is there? I don't, do they have cows in China? I don't think so. Don't they worship them over there? No, it's India. Oh. But the Indians the are the same. best, so they made the right decision. Yeah. 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 But there's no cheese in Chinese food. Why is that? I mean, cheese makes everything well, better. Well, because they don't, they don't have cows in China. Oh. I wonder if we could import cows into China. So uh, no, that'd have... be export, mate. Remember, export is sending them. Import, and you can't import to China because we don't live in China. Yeah, that's right. But we could put cows over there and then we could... Put them to... over there. What are we doing? We put them on a boat well, to no, China. Cows know how to swim. Well, maybe not to China. Why not? Not Well, A, we live in Texas. What, we can put them in the Gulf of Mexico? Like, A, put a label on them, sticky note, A... Go to China. Yeah, but they can go through the Panama Canal. Not to China. Well, now they, they go around. Are they going to go back to your original Cape of Good Hope? Yeah, if that's the and one. get to China. There. But that's what the Panama Canal was all about, so they didn't have to go down there. So we can't... Hey, you've missed the whole point of the original oh. part of this podcast. We FedEx them. Ooh. We FedEx the cows to China. Yeah, but like you talked about before with the mailing the women no, in no, no, the no. boxes. If it, hey, hey, have you missed out on the whole thing from the last 10 years? If it fits, it ships. We just need to get a big enough box. Doesn't matter about the weight. Same thing with the women. Same thing with the cows. Yeah. So we got to find a really big box to put cows in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work on that next week, I think. So, yeah, I, I don't honestly know if you're getting a bride from China whether there's going to be much differentiation. So, I mean, you're definitely going to get a bride because it, what is it, like 1.2, 1.3 billion people in China, like over half of them are women and, you know, they kind of kill a lot of female babies there because they don't like them and stuff. So if you're born a female and actually get to grow up, you're already lucky. So I'm figuring, right, if I want a Chinese bride... I'm going to have about 0.6 billion minus the ones that are too young, minus ones too old. So maybe about 0.3. So maybe about 350 million potential matches. Pretty sure they're all going to have the same hair color, same hair length, because again, it's regulated and they get beaten if they don't follow the protocol. All had the same education. So, I mean... You know, again, it's like ordering a McDonald's cheeseburger. You know, it's not going to be the greatest cheeseburger on earth, but you know, getting a cheeseburger is a bun, is some meat, and there's some cheese. And I think that's what it's like getting Chinese mail order brides directly from China. Except there's no cheese in China because they don't have cows. Well, outside of that, I think actually, you know what the biggest problem with this scenario is? That there's no cows in China? No, no, that's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is because of the indoctrinization is then when they come over, right, them calling you affectionate names like baby and darling instead of Western capitalist pig. Ah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that'd be the thing. It'd be like, oh, shepherd, you Western capitalist pig. You should be like, oh, shepherd, my darling. Yeah, so I think that's going to be the hardest thing, getting them not to like hate you right out of the box. Which, if we get them via FedEx, it probably will be right out of the box. I don't yeah, know. but it, maybe yeah. you could just kind of spin that around. I mean, you could explain to them that they could somehow turn that word into affectionate. Just 
like we used to say, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, you called a a female a chick, right? But a chick is like a little chicken. And so maybe we could reinvent that word. Maybe Western capitalist pig could be a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Especially when we get the cows over there so they can have cheese. Imagine how much better they would feel. You know, if you they know, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole process, right? Cows don't just like spit cheese out of the tit. Well, no, they have to have a cheese factory, right? Yeah, that's the next but, investment. But China is known for their factories, so we could, yeah. if we got the cows over there, imagine the cheese trade in China. It could be huge. Well, you've got to wet their palate for it. You've got to introduce it. To Chinese people eat pizza. Wasn't it invented in China? Pizza? Yeah. Because oh. I know it wasn't invented in Italy. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't think, think it was. I, in, no, I don't think it was no, China. No, I'm pretty sure it was invented in China. Isn't no, that where not. Little Caesar was from? Wasn't Caesar the head of China? And that's why we have pizza now? No. Oh. No. I don't think so. I think they, I think the Chinese built the uh, website for Little Caesar, but probably. So, if you were divorced, would you consider a mail order internet bride? No. Why? No. 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 If I get well, you don't go anywhere to meet anybody. So, what do you mean, no? Well, no. I just, I, I love my wife, and if I lose her, then I'm just gonna be by myself. Well, no, that's not true. You're going to move in the extra bedroom with me and my girlfriend because then you and I can play Xbox every night. Well, exactly, but right. I I don't need no woman. You ain't need no woman. You're I, a strong, independent man. That's right. Right. Yeah. So I think my ideal... And, and by the way, because I'm married and I have, you know, my wife and my kids, my Rocket League abilities are starting to slip a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're actually ranked below me now. I know. Like, way below me. I know. So I've got to fix that. So, I think... I mean, I, w- I think I would actually go that route. And I think my ideal would be, like, a Bollywood-level attractiveness Indian woman. Because we know those Indian women, Bollywood women, are, like, beautiful. They're, like, princesses, queens. I'd want a 25-year-old, like, Bollywood-level attractiveness queen from India. Because those women, I mean, they're smart... You know, they can cook, you know. Yeah, but they make a lot of curry over there. That's why you're oh, thinking that's, that's about why that. Per- that's why they're perfect for me. But yeah. no, like I said, no, I mean, they're smart, they're beautiful, Sierra. I think I think I would get my bride, my male bride from India because they're wonderful women. Yeah. I think that's where I think so. I, they check all my boxes. Yeah, I'm just too lazy to look. Some I, of my boxes, they check twice. Well, I, I would just be too lazy to look. I'd be like, ooh, yeah. look at all this extra free yeah. time. Now I can play Xbox finally. Yeah. So I think the greatest tale I ever heard about mail order brides or the such was from a friend I had in England. He was an old dude. He was like, I don't know, just old. But he was an ex-World War II veteran you know the greatest generation and he actually ended up marrying a bride from uh poland and he got married in 1946 like a year after the war ended yeah and um he got her over and i think he got her over in like with about six months there wouldn't you know many immigration rules and that 
And he said it was going fantastic for about three months. And he got her on this fast track, earning the English language. And this is where things started to go downhill. He said, uh, and I quote, she began offering her own opinions, which is a no-no, right? Would tell him no on occasions. Again, these are his own words. And she was terrible at cooking proper English food and didn't seem to want to take correction on the matter. So he would tell us this, like every time we'd see him, he, like he would moan about his wife, right? But he was married to her at this point, like about 35 years, loved the absolute crap out of her, but still had some complaints. But remember, like an end of the season meeting, he was supposed to be giving out trophies or at least like all the managers and captains and, you know, everything everybody do with all these teams. And he stood up and he actually gave this speech about, you know, like unity with teams, you know, teamship and all this other stuff. And he went off on this thing and he suddenly said about his wife. And, you know, there were a lot of young coaches there, a lot of young players. And he said, um, if you get a wife from overseas, they're not all they're cracked up to be. He could have left it there. But he says, um, if you're going to get a wife from overseas, don't teach him English. Because the moment you start teaching them English, they're going to start disagreeing with you. So I think that's that should be canon in getting a mail-order bride. Well, I think we explained everything about mail-order brides as we typically try to do, and we certainly appreciate y'all listening, and we will catch you on the next one.